Hey there, Gillian Perkins here, and welcome to the first episode of this week's bonus series. So this is something new, we've never done it before, and I'm very excited about it because we initially had this idea, my podcast team suggested to me, maybe we should do a week of bonus episodes since we just you know, reached this big milestone of 100 episodes. It sounded like a good idea to me, but I've gotten more and more excited as I've planned this out. Let me share with you a little bit of what that process looked like. I went back to the very first year of the podcast, the very first episode, and I just started looking through all the episodes that we did and pulling out the episodes that really stood out to me as must listens. Ones that I think even if you've heard them before, they would be worth listening to again. The ones that had invaluable lessons and really new and unique and innovative tactics or were super important, solid business lessons. I went through the entire first year of episodes, and by the time I got to the end of it, I had somewhere between a dozen and 20 or so different episodes that were like that. There was so much good stuff. Now, I knew I didn't need that many episodes, though, because we were only planning to do a week of five bonus episodes. So I organized them out into different topics or categories, like episodes that were about productivity, episodes that were about launching, episodes that were about starting a business, etc., And then I just thought, which of these different topics am I most excited about right now? Which episodes are the most interesting? And there was one section that stood out to me. They were episodes all about launching and funnels. And maybe it's just because I personally love that topic. I really nerd out about it. But there was also some really interesting interviews that happened around those topics. So that is the topic of this week's bonus episode series, launching and funnels. So we are going to kick off this first episode with an interview that I did nearly two years ago now with Mariah Cause. Mariah Cause is kind of a wizard at Evergreen Funnels specifically. She has built so many incredible funnels in the past. She has earned literally millions of dollars with her funnels. I'm a little bit in awe. There's so much to learn from her. And specifically in this episode, she breaks down just how easy an evergreen funnel really can be. She's got some counterintuitive or at least counter industry standard strategies and tactics that she uses in her funnels that really do make so much sense when you think about them. And I'm excited to share these with you again. If you haven't listened to this episode before, you are in for a real treat. And even if you have, you might want to listen again. Honestly, I want to listen again now because I remember this interview was so good. So there's nothing more that needs to be said. Let's get into my interview with Mariah Cause. We became entrepreneurs because more than anything, we want freedom. We want to be in control of our own schedule, income, and life. But unfortunately, that isn't always the reality of being a business owner. I'm Gillian Perkins, and I'm on a mission to take back entrepreneurship for what it's supposed to be. In every episode, I'll share with you how to get the most out of every hour you work so that you can work less and earn more. Let's get to it. Mariah Cause, welcome to the show. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for taking your time to be here today. I'm so excited to get to dive into this topic with you. It's something that I really geek out about, and I'm just so honored to have you here on the show today. Oh my gosh, I'm thrilled. This is also one of my favorite topics, and there's so many misconceptions out there. People love to overcomplicate this and think that it's like way more complex than it needs to be. So I'm hoping that by the end of this, people can see how simple it can be and can kind of get started with their evergreen funnels because it's a total game changer. Yes. Okay. Well, I cannot wait to get into it. But before we do, I have to tell you a tiny little story about kind of the reason why I'm so excited to have you on the show today. So I don't think that I've told you this before, but um, a few years ago, I'm like wanting to start my online business. And so I do what I do every time I've got, you know, something that I want to do and I don't know how to do it. I go into research mode, major research mode, reading all the books, Googling, reading all the blog posts, listening to podcasts, you know, you name it, I consume it to try to solve my problem and get that result I'm looking for. And then I start building my online business and I set up my website and I start trying to build my email list. I make a course. I try to launch the course. Nothing is really working. And then 
as I'm browsing Pinterest one day, I found this article that you wrote and I'd never heard of you before, but you probably even know what article I'm going to say because I think it was one of your like most popular articles, but it was called something like, like how I took my blog from zero to $100,000 in one year or something yeah. like that. Yeah, I think it's like zero to $100,000 a month or something. Yes. Yeah. And in this article, um, I mean, I like I said, I'd read a lot at this point, but in this article, you broke things down in a way that I hadn't heard anyone else break things down. And, you know, everybody, all these other online gurus are always like spewing advice and tips and tricks and, you know, the most important thing. But you just broke down this year when you scaled your mm -hmm. blog from zero to 100,000, just blow by blow, everything that had went down, the good, the bad, the ugly. And it was so inspiring to me. And it really made the whole process seem a lot more realistic. And I understood what I actually needed to do. And in the year that followed me reading that article, I took my blog from zero to 100,000. Amazing. That is like the most inspiring story. And I just am so happy. I mean, just think about that. Just one single blog post can just like put you on this trajectory. That's incredible. Anyone out there who's like wondering if their content matters, like, should I make videos? Should I write blogs? Should I make courses? Like, that is just such a good example mm -hmm. of how big of a difference one piece of content that you make can have on the world. And like you spent a few hours writing that article and it changed my life. That's amazing. Wow. Thank you so much for saying that. And I've had, you know, I'm sure you've had this too, where people, you know, people are like, oh my gosh, I watched that one webinar you did. And then the next day I made $10,000 or like I went and implemented what you taught in that free workshop. And then I, you know, and this is the result. And it really is true that even with just your free content, you can impact people in such a huge way. It's amazing. So let's get into that more and talk about evergreen funnels because evergreen funnels are one way that we can put content out there in the world, both free content because normally an evergreen funnel is going to involve an email or some educational emails or something like that. And mm -hmm. it's going to lead people to your paid content where you can help them even more. So first of all, can you kind of give the listeners a little bit of background to help them understand what these evergreen funnels are and how you use them in your business? Yeah. So an evergreen funnel is just an evergreen sales funnel is a fancy way of saying that there's an automated system for people to be able to buy your online course every single day without having to wait for the next time you open up public enrollment. You know, you might be used to these sort of open close cart periods or where people say, Oh, and we're opening the doors to enrollment for only one week. Um, Evergreen is sort of the opposite of that, where technically your course is available every day. But the way that it works is that for new people who are coming into your audience, they're getting onto your email list for the first time, they get the same fair chance to buy your course as anyone else that maybe went through the last live launch that you did or something like that. So normally people come in, they opt in for your email list through one way or another, and they have a five day window to join your course before it expires or maybe the price increases or something like that. And it's all the things that happen in that five day window that make it really effective. But essentially we wanna give every single person the same fair chance to buy your course as soon as they find you and as soon as they, the, you know, the minute that someone finds you is really when they need your course the most because they found you through searching for a solution, right? So we want to be able to give everyone the same fair chance to get your course immediately when they sign up for your to be part of your email list or to join your audience. And then um, they have a couple of days to join. Okay, so thank you for explaining that. That makes so much sense. And I'm really glad that you emphasize the giving people like a fair chance to join the program. Mm -hmm. Because while there is a lot that can be said for evergreen funnels and a lot of different reasons why people might be interested in using them in their business, they just have a lot of different advantages. One of the main reasons why I decided to switch to a primarily evergreen um, selling strategy in my business mm -hmm. was because I realized that it was so unfair and just illogical, really, to be yeah. making some people wait, say, maybe six months or even a year to join a program when they want to give me money right now. They want my help right now. And there's no reason mm -hmm. to make them wait. It's really a lose-lose situation to make them wait an extended period of time when we could yeah. both be winning. 
Yeah. Isn't that wild that people just, I always say like, it's mean not to go evergreen because <laughs> you're literally t- someone saying, please let me buy your course. I really need this content right now. I really need this help. And you're saying, no, no, you have to wait six months. And most people won't. And they really shouldn't have to. I don't think that's fair to tell someone that they have to wait six months for you to just arbitrarily open your doors again. Um, so you really want to help people when they want to pay you and when they need your help the most. Mm-hmm. As I think most people, I originally started out live launching and, you know, I think that that was just what I had seen other people do. So that's what I did. But the longer I did it, the more I got frustrated with all the emails that we would get where people wanted to buy the program and they were wondering when it's going to open up next. And sometimes I didn't even have a plan of when it was going to open up next. And I didn't even know what to tell them. And we didn't have a system to like let them buy it right then. And it was just like, this is dysfunctional. We need a system Mm -hmm. that lets people buy when they're ready to, you know, to sign up for the program. Totally. And it's it's so much better for you. It's so much better for your audience and for your customers. It's just like you said, it's a win-win for everyone in this transaction. So from my understanding at this point, your business primarily uses evergreen sales funnels. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. We've been primarily evergreen for the last couple of years, um, really kind of made this shift, uh, you know, one thing at a time over from being primarily launch based, like you said, to moving into uh, primarily evergreen. And I would say that for most people's companies, you know, you might start out focusing more on live launches and then you over time, you'll see this huge shift in your business where it's kind of becomes the opposite, where like 80 percent of our sales are evergreen and 20 percent of them are from launches. So Mm -hmm. it's definitely been like an interesting kind of shift over the years. But you get really good at the consistency. And I think that is really where you want to focus your energy is that consist like growing your monthly revenue mm-hmm. every single month, month over month, rather than just saying, oh, I want to have these like big launches twice a year, which is not very fun or sustainable. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think that we should also probably point out though, just, you know, if anyone is thinking about switching over to Evergreen and they're hearing all these benefits of Evergreen, that there is still a time and place for a live launch. Um, I think oh, sometimes yeah. when you're first launching a program, you can really take advantage of that hype of a new product. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also if you're running a program that you're going to run live, where you're going to be actually working with the students one-on-one, then it might make a lot more sense to live launch. That's actually what I'm doing right now. We're in the middle of launching a new program and I'm going to be working Ooh. with the students for six weeks. So I have to close the cart because I can't have people signing up in the middle of those six weeks. Yeah. So that's such a great point. And the way that we see it is that live launches and evergreen funnels work together beautifully. And I would say that the way we approach this is pretty different than anyone else I've heard talk about this. The, The way that I think about it is that you need both evergreen funnels and live launches, but the function of live launches changes when you have an evergreen funnel. And what it becomes is that your live launch is now an opportunity. Let's say that you've had your evergreen funnel on for six months. And during those six months, you've had, you know, 6,000 people go through your funnel. And out of that 6,000 people, you know, three or 4% of them bought your course on the evergreen funnel. But then you still have this big list of people who went through your funnel once, but they didn't purchase. And so that percentage of people, we really think of launches as a way to re-engage those people, re uh, recapture and sort of reconvert the people who didn't buy during the funnel. And what we found is that people's live, our clients, their live launches get bigger and bigger and bigger the longer that their funnels are on because everyone going through your evergreen funnel is super warmed up and they're just kind of waiting for the next opportunity to join your course. So it's really a chance for you to re-engage anyone who went through your funnel, didn't purchase, and now they're definitely ready to buy the next time you launch. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's really interesting. So so from what I understand you're saying, you recommend that you later live launch to the people who've gone through your evergreen funnel. So let me ask mm-hmm. you this. Why why do that rather than extend your evergreen funnel so that say a month or two or three months after someone goes through the evergreen funnel, they automatically go through essentially just another version of the evergreen funnel? Totally. Yeah. And, and there's a reason. Um, so the one thing that you can't Replicate. I mean, you can replicate a lot of things in an evergreen funnel. And we've gotten mm-hmm. really, really good at like taking the 
best po- I I really truly believe that you can take your energy and your your you know all the best parts of what you do live I truly believe you can put like 90% of that into an evergreen funnel and it can be really really effective and it can still have this like great impact and this great energy even though it's all pre-recorded mm-hmm. however the thing that you can't replicate in an evergreen funnel is the multiple touch points of someone of everyone in your audience seeing a common deadline that you are talking about publicly to about the same day, the same deadline, the same thing for every person um, on social media, you know, in your stories, mm-hmm. in your Instagram, on your Facebook lives. You can't replicate that exact element in an evergreen funnel. I mean, you can replicate it to the point where they're receiving emails and maybe they're even seeing a retargeting ad or something like that. Mm -hmm. But imagine the difference between that and someone, you know, posting every single day on their social media for one week about a special promotion Mm -hmm. that you can't do on a case by case basis when it's on evergreen. So we have found, I mean, we have this entire system that we call the waterfall effect and we basically have two different types of customers where the, you know, you probably are familiar with the metaphor of like the turtle and the hare. Mm-hmm. And the turtle is like, the turtles are the ones that need more of a nudge and more of honestly, like kind of that social selling element of seeing all that like hype and all of that fanfare happening around a launch. Um, And so, yeah, it's really just that one little piece of it that's hard to replicate on Evergreen. And it's really worth it to do it like once a year or once every six months to re-engage all the people who went through your funnel and didn't purchase. If you just try to put them through your funnel again, like I said, you're not quite creating that same level of interest and engagement as you would be. Mm-hmm. That makes so much sense. And honestly, that's something that I've never thought of. But basically, it sounds like you're describing yeah. that there's two different types of buyers and that some people um, will successfully make the purchase from the type of selling pressure that happens in an evergreen funnel. But other people need that kind of like bigger social proof element in order to exactly. feel comfortable to buy. Yeah. And I wouldn't even call it pressure. What I would. So the way we think about it is there's the turtles and the hares. And and I have a whole video about this. Uh, it's totally free. There's no opt in. I can send it. You know, I can we can link it up later. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, you know, it's a video that walks through how this all works. But basically the hares are they're just they are fast decision makers. They're fast action takers. They already know that they want a solution to the thing that they're looking for. And they are like they're literally they're the people who are Googling looking for something to buy. They're like, mm-hmm. I am ready to purchase something, anything, give me the solution to my problem. And so those people are the hares and they're willing to take, it's not that they respond more to pressure because there's not really any high pressure in the funnel that we do, but Mm -hmm. it's more about, oh, they're just look, they just know that they're looking for their solution and they want to buy it immediately. They're very fast action takers. And then Mm -hmm. the other people are the turtles and they take a little bit longer to make a decision and they need to see the product like multiple times for multiple months before they really decide. And they kind of want to know that like their friends have approved of it. And, you know, they're just a little bit slower to make decisions. And they're both, you know, there's no nothing right or wrong about each type of person. They're just different. And so the turtles are the people who buy during the next live launch. Yeah, that makes sense. So, okay. Yeah. So thank you for breaking that down. That makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah. So I think we got a little bit ahead of ourselves, though. My fault, <laughs> totally. But uh, let's back up and just talk about some of the reasons why people might be a little bit hesitant to get into evergreen funnels. Because I know that personally, like yeah. I said, I started with live lunches and there were some things that held me back from launching mm-hmm. my evergreen funnel. What are some of the most common reasons that you see that people are hesitant to go evergreen? Yeah, so many. So the biggest thing is that people have seen evergreen funnels done really badly. And it's kind of turned them off to the idea of evergreen funnels because they've seen so many people do it in a way that it's just not good. And it makes you say, man, I definitely don't want to implement that. If that's what an evergreen funnel is, I don't want to do that because that really is not my brand and I don't want to do that. And so Mm -hmm. they've seen it done in a not good way. And that makes them want to write off evergreen funnels totally. But the thing is that there's actually a great way to do evergreen funnels that's like super human and super kind and like just really, you know, 
treats people as they want to be treated and is really a, an amazing experience for both you and your customer, the person who's going through the funnel. Our framework for Evergreen Funnels is called the E3 framework, and that stands for the enjoyable evergreen experience. And so we want to kind of engineer this really enjoyable experience. Imagine if your potential customers literally told you that your funnel was delightful, that it was really fun <laughs> and it was educational and it was entertaining and it was really high value. And like they were actually thanking you for sending them this information that's in your evergreen funnel, whether it's through your evergreen webinar, your evergreen emails, all those things combined come together to create this enjoyable evergreen experience. But the problem is that people have seen these horrible funnels that are really bad. And so they kind of, <laughs> they kind of want to brush them off altogether. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes and then, sense. Yeah. And, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say there, I mean, there's so many other things. I think people have a lot of mindset uh, limiting beliefs around evergreen funnels. A lot of people will say, oh, it sounds like a, you know, it sounds like a dream. It sounds too much, too good to be true. I bet that that probably won't work for me or that only works for special people. Or they'll say things like, you know, I got to work hard for every dollar that I make. And, you know, I don't feel good if I'm not earning, working really hard to earn the money that I make. And there's just a lot of like mindset limiting beliefs more so than any other topic I can think of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know that for me, I can think of probably like three big things that held me back from going evergreen. One of them was the fact that like you were saying, I had seen people do evergreen funnels really bad. Um, mm -hmm. And if anyone doesn't know what we're talking about when we say that, what I'm talking about is when you get on a webinar and it, it has been scheduled for a particular time and the host mm -hmm. is saying, this is live, this is live, this is live, and it's clearly mm -hmm. not live. It's a recording, but they're clearly trying to trick you and make you think that oh. it is a live launch. It's so sleazy. It's so scammy. It's and so it bad. Just, it's so bad. <laughs> so that was the first thing. I hate that. I knew I didn't want to do that. I knew that my brand wanted nothing to do with that. You know, it was completely totally. not me. Um, and then the next thing was just the the overwhelm of the setup. I saw Evergreen Funnels as this huge process to set up. I started setting up a few of them and just got overwhelmed and bogged down and didn't finish mm -hmm. them. Um, yeah. But that's something that I definitely want to get into in a little bit here. Talk about because I know you have a much more simple system um, totally. that I think could be really helpful. And, and then the third thing that held me back was actually I, I finally got one set up and it didn't work. <laughs> and um, uh, in yeah. retrospect, you know, I realized that why it didn't work when I first set it up was because I had no traffic. And so I'd set up this whole system and then I'm wondering, like, mm. why isn't anyone buying? And it was because nobody was going through my funnel or such a small number of people were going through it that that I wasn't converting anyone. But at right. the time, it was just like, man, I did all this work and nothing's happening. And it meant that because I didn't have that traffic, I couldn't um, really test the funnel and tweak it and improve it. Uh, and so that was something that held me back because then I just ended up switching to live launching for a while. And then my audience grew. And now we use Evergreen Funnels really successfully. Um, but so I think that Sometimes people maybe have tried to set up an evergreen funnel and have had a similar experience there where it seemed like it didn't work for them. Yes, that's so true. It's like they've tried it once and they maybe used someone else's system that, again, is not the best setup and is too complicated or is just not designed well. And then they kind of write them off altogether because mm -hmm. it didn't work that first time when most likely uh, the way that I've seen every other person set up evergreen funnels is I, I can't understand it for the life of me, but everyone creates these funnels with all these barriers. Like there's all these hoops you have to jump through and no wonder people's funnels don't work when they set them up that way, because it's kind of crazy. Like people, like you said, oh, you have to choose this fake time in the future. Why would you do that? Why not just make it instant accessible on demand you know, watch the video instantly any time of day, or, you know, they make it so that you can't pause the video and come back, or they make it so that, you know, I mean, just all these crazy things that I've seen people do in their funnels. I'm like, no wonder it's not working because you made it so complicated and you put so many like barriers in like between the person and actually getting to your offer. Mm hmm. Yeah. So I guess my like little piece of advice for people here is if you are interested in evergreen funnels, but you've tried and they haven't worked or you're worried they won't work, like don't be afraid to just keep trying because 
I'm so glad that I kept trying and that I came back to them because they are such an amazing asset for my business now. And really, in my case, there was like one random thing that was essentially broken in my funnel, a piece I was missing. And once I fixed that one thing, then they started working and now we've been able to continue to improve them. So don't just write them off if they haven't worked for you quite yet. It's time for a short intermission, kind of a mini episode within an episode. I wanted to talk to you for a couple minutes about business building strategy. So not the strategy of how you run a business so much as the strategy of how you build a business and specifically how long it takes to build a business. Now, there are some pretty big misconceptions about this out there. Of course, on the one side, you've got the get rich quick schemes that we all know are too good to be true. On the other hand, though, you have the people who say, you've got to be in it for the long run. It takes a long time to build a business. You need to be willing to keep showing up even when you're not seeing any results. And this is going to take a long time, but you just have to keep showing up and doing the work and eventually you will make it. Now, between the two of those things, the second one is certainly more true, especially when you think about the fact that building a business is to some degree a never-ending process. And that's because you're never going to finish building your business. Even when you get your business to the point where it is consistently making good money month after month, you are going to want to continue to grow your business. And of course, you're also going to continue to run your business. And most likely, you're going to keep doing both those things as long as you keep running your business. But far too often, I see people confuse the idea of needing to be in it for the long game with the idea that it will take a long time to build their business and just get it up and running and making money. A lot of people think they need to be patient if they want to eventually turn their business into a success. And so they spend years slowly toiling over an idea that never ends up amounting to anything. Eventually, they give up and they feel like they have failed. They weren't able to turn their business idea into a success. They didn't have the chops to become an entrepreneur. But really, that's not what happened. They were just going about this with the wrong strategy. So let me explain to you how you can do things differently and what this process can actually look like. Phase one of building a business is just making a plan, deciding what business you're going to start, what you're going to sell, who you're going to sell that thing to, where you're going to run your business, how you're going to create that product, all of those really basic decisions about what this business even is. During this phase, obviously, you're not going to make any money, but the good news is this phase also doesn't need to be long. You can make all of those decisions in a matter of hours. Now, of course, you might want to spend longer thinking about them, but I'm guessing that you already have. You've probably already spent days, weeks, months, maybe even years thinking about your business ideas, so you are primed and ready to be able to sit down and just make these decisions in a matter of mere minutes, hours, or at most a few days. If you need a little bit of help with this, snag a free copy of my easiest business plan ever. It's one of the most popular resources that I've ever created. I will be sure to leave a link in the show notes to that template for you. But let's move on right now and talk about phase two. Phase two is what I like to call the validation period, but what it's all about is just making your first sales. Here's the thing. Until you make your first sales, you can't make more sales. Until you make your first sales, you don't know for sure if anyone really wants the thing you're trying to sell. You don't know if there's demand for your product. Until you make your first sales, you don't know how to make a sale of this thing you're trying to sell. So the first sales are some of the hardest sales you're ever going to make, but they are a Uh, absolutely necessary first step before you're able to build your business any further. The weird thing, though, is that a lot of people kind of never get out of this phase. A lot of people who are trying to build a business struggle to slowly get their first sale, and then they struggle to slowly get their second sale, and they just keep on very slowly chugging along and never really get out of just working for one sale at a time. They never really take what they learn from this process and apply it to scaling their business. And because they do this process so slowly, they never get any real momentum with their business growth. So my recommendation to you when you're ready to beta launch your product, 
and it really can be that, a beta launch. Okay. You don't have to have everything ready to go by any means, but when you just have the basics ready, when you have a prototype of your product ready, when you have a first version of your course or a first idea of some sort of service that you can offer, just take it to market and see if there is interest in that product. See if people want what you're offering enough that they're ready to pull out their credit cards and say, yes, I want that. Once you've made your first few sales and earned your first $1,000 or so, then you are ready to start scaling your business. You have the proof you need, you have the information you need to know how to effectively sell your products. So you can start creating sales systems. I'm talking about opt-in offers to start attracting leads. You can start creating email automations. You can start creating advertising campaigns all to sell your product at scale rather than you having to work individually for each and every single sale that you make. Because the truth is that it's very unlikely that you'll be able to scale your business to a significant size if you have to work one-on-one -on -one for every single sale that you have to make. During that third phase of the process is when you're able to take your income from your new business from earning 50 bucks here, 100 bucks there, maybe 300 bucks there, to instead earning thousands of dollars every month consistently and seeing that monthly income grow month after month. So right now, where are you in this process? Are you at the very beginning at phase one where you just need to make those first decisions and get a solid business plan? If so, again, link in the show notes to that free copy of the easiest business plan ever. Are you ready for phase two? Now, remember, in order to be ready for phase two, all you need to do is make those first decisions. You can do that in a couple days. So I'm guessing even if you aren't ready for phase two yet, you will be very soon. Phase two, the validation phase, beta launching your product, that is exactly what we help our students do in Validate. Validate is an eight-week business accelerator that guides you to take your product to market as quickly as possible, earn your first thousand dollars, and finally get proof that you are really on the right track. We are about to open up the doors to Validate, depending on when you're listening to this, or we just have already. So I will include a link in the show notes that you can click to find out more and sign up if that is where you are at right now. And then finally, if you are ready for or in phase three, well, first of all, congratulations, because you have already gotten over the hardest part of the process of starting a business. I also want to let you know that we do have something very exciting coming up for you later this year to help you work on scaling your business further, specifically scaling to 100K a year and beyond. So keep your ears tuned. All right. And now back to today's episode. Okay, so now I really want to get into your simple system for evergreen funnels. So could you just kind of paint a picture for us, walk us through the basics, the big picture of how you set up your funnels? Yeah, so specifically I'll focus on an evergreen webinar funnel right now. Mm -hmm. And we do have we do teach a couple different types of funnels just because depending on our clients, depending on their offer, there's a couple other types of funnels that might work for them. But um for the most part, like 90% of our clients are using our really simple evergreen webinar funnel. And this particular, this is like the same framework that our clients, you know, some of our clients make 10 or $20,000 a month. We have a couple clients doing like $80,000 a month with this funnel. So it's a, it seems deceptively simple, but it's actually really, really effective. Um, and so, yeah, we basically have people opt in for, like I said, an on-demand instant access pre-recorded webinar training. And we're really clear up front that this is pre-recorded. This is on demand. It's just a recording that you can watch at any time. And people really appreciate that. Um, they People appreciate being able to say, oh yeah, I can just watch this right now when I'm getting started. Um, the other thing we, so people can opt in. They literally get taken right to the page where they can watch the video instantly. Um, the other thing that's different is that, and then we do have, a, you know, once they opt in, they can watch the video instantly and there's no, you know, there's no time they have to wait for or anything like that. But then we do start sending them reminder emails um, when they opt in. The other thing that's interesting is that we don't, we don't do anything. Uh, if you've ever watched someone else's funnel, you've probably noticed that they take away all the
the controls on the video. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like they don't let you fast forward. They don't let you rewind. Some of them don't even let you pause. Mm -hmm. And it just, you get to the page and it auto plays and there's nothing you can do. I think this is insane. I mean, I think that people need to like go pee and like take a break and people need to be able to rewind or I don't know. To me, that's just crazy. So um, again, we try to do things in a way that is designed for real humans living their real lives. (laughs) Um, so yeah, so then they can watch the video on their own time. They have, like I said, like five days where during those five days, they're getting reminders where they can watch the video at any time during those five days. Um, and then at the end of the five, you know, and then throughout that time, they are getting pitched about the offer as well. And of course, if they watch through the entire video, they're pitched the offer on the webinar as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can do something like have a special bonus for people who join during the five-day period. Um, or you can just say, you know, the your, your chance to enroll will end after these five days. And if you don't enroll by then, that's fine, but you're going to have to wait for my next public launch to get your next chance. Mm-hmm. Um, and The way I think a lot of people, they're also turned off by Evergreen Funnels because they don't think that that um, urgency is real, right? Mm -hmm. Like they, they don't, they don't, they're like, oh, but, but if someone came back, they could just, they could just go back to that link and watch it again, right? But the answer is no. Um, We use this technology called Deadline Funnel that a lot of people use Mm -hmm. that creates authentic, real deadlines. Like Mm -hmm. you cannot trick deadline funnel. Yeah. (laughs) Um, We use it too. Yeah. It's very hard to, there's no way for you. Like it, it legitimately redirects that page and makes it so that it expires for that person. So you can't, it's not, it's not just fake urgency. It is very real. And I think that's one of the things that people say, well, you know, that's why I wouldn't set up a funnel. Well, it's actually, it is an authentic deadline. And so it's a very real thing that we're telling people and we're not just going to let them go back to that page, you know, a day after it Mm -hmm. expires. That's not how it works. Yeah. So let's just pause there for a moment. What is your favorite way of creating urgency or like, and I assume this is the same thing, like which way of creating urgency has, have you found works the very best in an evergreen funnel um, by having a, like a cart close where they cannot buy after that, that deadline is up or by using an expiring bonus or by using a price increase or something price else. increase, always a price increase. Um, because like a dollar is a dollar, no matter who you are, when you use, uh, bonuses, bonuses are very subjective and some people might value those bonuses mm-hmm. and some people might be like, and eh, no, that's not, that's not super enticing to me. And it's just super subjective. So mm-hmm. to me, a dollar is like, you know, money earned is going to have same value across the board, whereas a bonus can just be really subjective. So the first, the best thing you can do is a price increase. And then I would say the, the next thing would be just saying the card is closing before, mm-hmm. you know, and if you want to join the next time you can join is for a couple months down the road. Yeah. Whenever I'm trying to make a marketing decision like that, I always try to look at my own, like, experience and my Mm -hmm. own buying habits and see if I like see a real world example for what actually worked. Mm -hmm. And so for example, um, the expiring bonus would be a lot like having a free gift with purchase that's going to go away versus having the price increase is like there's a sale right now and the sale is going to end. Mm -hmm. And I don't know about anyone who's listening, but personally, I'm much more motivated by the fact that a sale is going to end than by the fact that I won't be able to get that free gift with purchase. (laughs) Totally. That's how I feel too. And I, I'm the same way. I like to say, well, well, what's motivating to me or what do I respond the most to and try to just, you know, follow my gut with that stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And so, you know, you can, and like I said, it is an authentic, you know, it's a real, it's a real deadline and people will, people, I I think that people think, oh, you're pressuring, like you said, like it's pressuring people or you're, you're convincing people. What, the way that it works is you're really just giving people the option. We're not forcing people like our our emails in our funnel are literally telling people like, hey, check in with your gut, like check in with your intuition and see if this feels like a right fit for you. If yes, we'd love to have you. If no, that's totally fine too. Like enjoy mm-hmm. the free training and here's some blog posts you can watch. Like we just honestly, there's not high pressure. We're just trying to give people the option and all, give them as much information as you can so they can make an informed decision. That's really our goal is to educate them and give them the information they need 
to decide what's right for them. And it's not a high pressure environment. I think that's where people get get confused or get it wrong. And of course, it's like the the thing that makes all of this tick and the reason that our clients have such successful funnels is like, all the little nuances. It's like how you present your webinar and what you say in your webinar and how the replay page is structured and how the emails get sent out and what exactly the emails say and all that stuff is what like makes it work, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. So going back to kind of like the, the big picture overview. So mm -hmm. you've got this, this webinar that is play on demand. Um, and then you're mm -hmm. sending it to that, to the people who signed up for it over the next five days. So I'm assuming you have a five day open cart. Is that right? Yep. Okay. And during that five day period, could you give us an idea of roughly how many emails you send out? Oh, I send a lot. I send two a day. Okay. But Every day. Yeah. Most of our clients only send one per day. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like when you're starting out with marketing your course, you might not have the level of confidence to start emailing twice a day. Yeah. <laughs> um, so most people start with once a day, but then, you know, I've seen our clients really change their mindset and want to, I mean, the emails are extremely valuable. They're, they're extremely informative. They're, they're basically our entire theory about emails and our entire system is based on storytelling. So mm -hmm. it's like you're telling these really great stories and you're you're giving all these great examples and people really love them. So once you see that storytelling is the key of writing these emails, I think you realize that they're not just like boring, pushy sales emails and then people like them. Mm -hmm. And just out of curiosity, um, since you do do some live launching, do you use the same frequency of emails when you're live launching or is it different? Yes. Yeah, we're we're twice a day th to three <laughs> three emails a day type type of person. Okay, and um, then just for context, uh huh. And then just for context, how frequently do you typically email your list if you're not launching them? Oh, like once a week. Once a week. Okay, typically. I just wanted a little bit of context so that yeah listeners didn't think that maybe you were one of those proponents of emailing every day all the time and then during lunches we were emailing two or three times a day <laughs> no no i i i mean it depends i know i'm not like the most consistent person um so like i'll i'll send an email when i have something good to say so it could be once a week usually maybe twice a week if we're feeling pretty crazy Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I try. I have trouble with being consistent sometimes, too. And so I hold myself really strictly to the once a week thing, because I know if I'm not strict about it, then it it's never happens. Um, totally. But then after that, then I will sometimes do a second or possibly even a third email, but only if there's something like really good I want to share with people, you know, like an awesome mm. free opportunity or something like that. I love that. Okay, so let's move on and talk about some of the key things that you have really seen have improved your funnels or your clients' funnels. What are some mm -hmm. things that you've A-B tested or some tweaks that you've made that have improved your conversion rates? Yeah, there's so many things. So I guess one of the other things that's really different about our funnel compared to other people's funnels is that, you know, I don't know if you've ever opted in for someone else's evergreen funnel and you all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, in most of them, you're actually you can't even buy the thing that they're selling until the very end of the webinar. And so mm -hmm. they won't like it'll be this kind of software where maybe like a button pops up at the end or mm -hmm. Um, I don't know, or like there, there's literally not even a way to buy the course until, or maybe you don't even find out there's a different link that they give you in the webinar that you have to go to a different URL or something at the end. I mean, these things are insanity. Again, no wonder why no one's buying if you make them jump through all those hoops. But the way that we do it is literally people can land on the replay page, um, you know, the evergreen page where the where our webinar recording lives. Mm -hmm. They can land on that page and they can buy the course immediately. And so what ends up happening is we get a lot of sales from people who are like, wow, I've, you know, I've been following you for a while or I saw you on social media or, you know, a friend friend of mine recommend it, whatever. They've already heard of you in some way. They don't have to watch a two hour webinar in order mm -hmm. to buy from you. And so we, we want to give, again, we're all about just giving people options, as many options as possible. So some people will come to that page and they'll buy the course after watching the first 20 minutes of the video. Some of them will buy the course immediately without even watching the video. Um, and some of them obviously wanna watch the entire webinar and it's there for them if they want that. But we're not gonna tell someone, oh no, you're not allowed to buy until mm -hmm. you've gone through the entire <laughs> webinar because some people 
just personality wise, they don't need to do that. So that's one thing that has really increased our sales is again, it sounds really simple and obvious, but like make it easier for people to buy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So on that webinar replay page, uh, just give me a, like a picture of what I would see if I looked at that page. Is it just like the replay video and then a button to buy, or is it replay video and then like short form sales page underneath or long form sales page underneath? Full sales page, okay, um, which is also very unique. Um, and actually, I I don't know, um, you know, if if you want to, we can. I I do have a video that walks walks through screenshots of like every page. Oh yeah. Um, so if you guys want, uh, if you guys want, we can link to that video um, at the end of this as well. And yeah, that would be that, cool. That would kind of give you guys the visual to see what did the emails look like? And what did, what did the, what does this magical, you know, replay page look like? And what does the opt-in page look like? And there's so many different pages and different elements. And so I have a, a video that walks through like the step-by-step details and it has all the screenshots of everything. So that's yeah, helpful. That sounds awesome. It sounds like you did uh, the work I normally do for me because normally I, I really like you said, if you ever subscribe to someone else's evergreen funnel, that's like <laughs> right. my favorite hobby. Um, <laughs> I do that all the time. And then I take screenshots of like everything in their funnel. So yeah, yeah so you just saved me a bunch of time. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I love to walk people through it because then they get to see that it doesn't, you know, again, it's just this is a different way of approaching things. And I really want people to see that it can be simple. It can feel really kind and human. It doesn't feel like icky or weird. And I think when people see it in action, they're like, wow, that feels really good. And I actually really want to do that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So before we start to wrap this up, could you share with us one more big like tip that you've seen has really improved your conversion rates? Hmm. I mean, there's so many tiny things that we've done over Mm -hmm. time in terms of like tweaking. I mean, it's sometimes can be as simple as going in and like tweaking all your subject lines, tweaking your Mm -hmm. calls to action. I would say like, again, like another thing that people would mess up would be that they wait too long to, let's say you have your email sequence that is coinciding with your funnel, right? Like your, your email sequence is going out over five days Mm -hmm. that you're, that people are allowed to watch that video. Um, some people, I think the biggest mistake they make is they don't start mentioning that they have a product for sale until the very end of the email sequence. Mm -hmm. Whereas we talk about it right at the beginning. That's part of why our funnels convert so well is again, we're not trying to like hide the offer till the end, whether it's in the webinar or it's in the emails or in any in any way, we're making the, the offers front and center from the first minute that you're there. Um, you have the option of, you can read all the emails, you can go through the whole webinar, you can read the whole page, do whatever you wanna do, but I'm not gonna stop you from learning about the offer and actually purchasing the product. So we literally start talking about the offer in email number one. And I think that can, you know, that's, obviously like helped us and we've been doing that for a long time, but it's very different than people who are waiting until email four or five to even mention the fact that they have something for sale. Mm -hmm. I love your emphasis on making it easier for the customer to buy because it reminds me of an experience that I just had literally a few days ago where Mm -hmm. there was a digital product that I heard about that I was interested in buying. Mm -hmm. And I went online to try to, you know, figure out how I could buy it, how much it costs, that sort of thing. And all I could find was the option to sign up for their webinar, Mm -hmm. which I did because I was interested. And it took me to, uh, two hour plus it was over two hour long webinar that I could not pause I could not fast forward nothing and could not buy until I got to the end of it and I did not watch it (laughs) because I did not have two hours to spare to watch this thing that I knew was just going to pitch me a product I was already interested in um, and tell me things that I didn't need to know. Um, and so I did a bunch more Googling and finally found at the, you know, in the back corner of the web, a link (laughs) to their sales page where I could actually read about the product itself and decide if it was right for me. That's it. That to me is, that's my whole thing. I mean, you just nailed, you just nailed it. Cause my whole thing is like, why is everyone insists on doing it in this horrible way that just makes it so frustrating. Mm -hmm. All I can talk, all I can call it is just funnel frustration where you're like, please just give me the link to buy. I do not need to go through this whole process. And so we've just really 
opened it up and made it, uh, like I said, an enjoyable evergreen experience that actually like delights your customers and makes them excited to buy from you and doesn't make them frustrated. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to name any names here, but it's someone who should have known better because mm. they have a whole business all about funnels. So <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I mean, that's, that's the, I mean, honestly, like I'll just every single time I'm just like, man, how are these, why are they making it so hard? Like, it's like they hate money or something. It makes no sense. <laughs> People are buying their product despite how hard it is to buy it. (laughs) You know, I love that your funnel system is simpler because whenever things are simpler, that means they're going to take less work, less effort, less time in order to execute and get off the ground. But I'm curious, um, do you use this system primarily because it's simple and it saves you and your customers headache? Or do you use it primarily because it actually converts better than a more complex funnel would? Yeah, it, I mean, it definitely converts better, like 100%. Because it's, I mean, how can you even argue with like, either make it easy for someone to buy or make it really, really hard. And think about all the places there are for drop-off in a traditional funnel. There's just so many places where people drop off and they don't even mm-hmm. get to the next step because there's so many barriers. And so our conversion rates are you know, very much above average. And a lot of our clients, their conversion rates are high above average in like, you know, industry average. And so we have seen that when we take away all the extra fluff in, we just give people what they want, it is the best, you know, the best conversion rates and more profitable with, I mean, we've made tweaks to some of our clients' funnels and increased their revenue by 30% but Mm -hmm. with no new traffic, you know what I mean? Like same Mm -hmm. exact traffic and just make one tiny tweak and increase their, their conversion rate. So it's definitely, um, it's it's more profitable, higher conversions, and it doesn't hurt that it's also really simple to maintain and only takes like a couple days to set it up. That's amazing. Isn't that the best when the easiest answer is also the best answer? (laughs) I know. Isn't that like a, I think there's a scientific uh, phrase for that. I think so. I don't know what it is though, but I, I, it rings a bell for me as well. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So thank you so much, Mariah, for everything that you have shared with us today. This has been amazing. Uh, If the listeners want to find out more about you um, and connect with you further, we will definitely be leaving links in the show notes, but where is the best place for people to connect with you online? MariahCause.com is my website and there's a lot of links to these different like videos and things that we've talked about. Um, MariahCause.com slash EVG is a great place to watch the video I mentioned with all the uh, screenshots and the walkthrough of the funnel and all that good stuff. And uh, honestly, I hang out personally, mostly on Instagram. So if you want to follow me on Mariah P at Mariah P cause COZ, um, that's me on Instagram. You can just search my name and send me a DM if you have any questions. I'm very, very uh, active on there and I'm always having conversations in direct messages. So, okay, awesome. Well, thank you again, Mariah, so much for taking your time to be here on the show today and for everything that you've taught us about Evergreen Webinars. Thank you so much for having me. This was truly a delight and I love nerding out about this stuff with you. So, thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Work Less, Earn More. Now, here's what I want you to do next. Take a screenshot of this episode you're listening to right now and share it out on your Instagram stories. And when you do, make sure you tag me at Gillian Z Perkins so I can see you're listening. Sharing on stories is going to help more people find this podcast so they too can learn how to build their business in a way that allows them to work less and earn more. And if you really love the show, head over to Apple Podcasts right now and leave Work Less, Earn More a review to give it a boost and help even more people find it. Okay, let's wrap this up. I'm Gillian Perkins, and until next week, stay focused and take action. 